Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, brought to you by Ceres. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. A marketplace that features advanced climate and sustainability standards will have improved or more stable long-term returns, according to almost three-quarters of the asset owners that took part in FTSE Russell's 2022 Global Asset Owner Survey. Sylvain Chateau, the Global Head of Sustainable Investment Product Management at the London Stock Exchange Group, which is FTSE Russell's parent company, says these investors agree that successful approaches to sustainability mean they need to take a long-term view in order to manage their investment strategies well. And in 2022, the top reason for implementing sustainable investment among institutional investors at 57% continues to be mitigating long-term investment risk. I'm speaking with Sylvain about the 2022 survey in this Sustainable Finance Podcast episode. But before we start, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. I'm thrilled to talk about the important work Ceres is doing. Ceres is a nonprofit organization working with the most influential capital market leaders to solve the world's greatest sustainability challenges. Through their powerful networks, and global collaborations of investors, companies, and nonprofits. Series drives action and inspires equitable, market based, and policy solutions throughout the economy. To learn more, go to series.org slash podcast. That's C E R E S dot org slash podcast. At Series, sustainability is the bottom line. Hello, Sylvain, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hello, and thanks for having me today. Yes, I'm very glad you could join us so we can catch up on the FTSE Russell uh, survey for 2022. Uh, tell us what you believe the key findings are from this year's survey, and are there any remarkable trends that have emerged in 2022? Yeah, um, so as, as you may know, this is the sixth uh, edition of this survey, and it's really interesting to have a year-on-year assessment of uh, what asset owners uh, perceive in, in the ongoing trends. So for this year in particular, I think uh, uh, there are some confirmations of existing trends, but we also see new trends appearing. So about confirming the existing trends, I think that uh, what appears from this uh, edition is that climate is still on the top of the agenda of many asset owners. The second aspect is that uh, because it's been uh, potentially uh, uh, a more bumpy year, uh, I think it's uh, asset owners have confirmed that long term is uh, is their horizon, and that they see a lot of benefits of of um, positioning themselves as a long term investor when it comes to sustainability. Um, so this is for the I would say confirming existing trends. I th what is appearing as emerging trends that really uh, struck me when I was uh, looking at the results. Um, the first one is the emergence of the social theme as a key priority for asset owners. And it's, it's very interesting because we know that um, governance and environmental items or th uh, themes um, have been addressed for a long time now. 
and environmental more recently. But social has always been a bit behind. And it, it's interesting to see that in this 22nd, uh, 22 edition, social theme is, is uh, appearing as a much more uh, uh, interesting topic for investors. The second uh, interesting trend, uh, as I said, is that asset owners are multi-asset class investors and uh, fixed income is becoming one of their top priorities uh, when it comes to sustainability. So I think also this tells us a lot about how you know the market is evolving, maturing, and now uh, it, uh, equity has always been the first uh, asset class of, of interest in the sustainability world. But now it's only really interesting to see that it's truly uh, multi-asset classes, fixed income, of course, but we see also infrastructure, we see real estate, uh, all, all real asset classes that actually uh, have a lot of interest uh, in the asset owner view. That's great to hear, Sylvain, I, because the, the more we can broaden this marketplace, I'm sure from your perspective, is uh, the, the better uh, we can be working with asset owners and asset managers across the spectrum. Uh, but let's come back to a, coma, a comment that you made just a moment ago about one of the emerging themes, and that is that social themes are now becoming more of a priority. And uh, in the survey results, it said that that was and is especially true here in the United States, where typically uh, that has not been the case. Do you, what do you think has raised awareness about social themes, especially among institutional investors? Yes, so I'm looking at, this, at the results when I, I speak to you. And it's true that 73% um, um, uh, answered that, that social theme were uh, a key priority, but 78% uh, of American asset owners uh, responded uh, uh, about being a, a priority. Why is that? Uh, I think it's the first time that it really comes out as a, as a key trend. So we still need to really deep dive into that and understand what, what this means. Of course, we've been through a number of social crises recently, right? We, we have the, uh, the pandemic that struck for two years. Uh, now we have a context of high inflation, uh, increasing prices that have a lot of knock-on effects on uh, individuals and uh, creating a lot of social unrest at the moment. So I, I think that asset owners, as, as you know, investors that always look ahead of the curve, I think they are anticipating that this is becoming a much more uh, pregnant risk for them. Now, if I try to look a bit uh, further in the uh, sub-themes that compose the social theme, uh, I see that um, the, the most, uh, the area of interest are diversity and inclusion, public policy, labor rights, and this appears as uh, particularly interesting for the U.S. market. Human capital also uh, appears as a particularly interesting area for the uh, U.S. Uh, community. Okay. So now the survey also found that 97% of asset owners in the APAC economies are implementing or evaluating sustainable investing considerations into their strategies, which is the highest rate uh, among all the regions around the world. What's driving this leadership within the APAC economies? Okay, so um, maybe first I will start with a caveat on the survey results. So we sent this survey to a number of asset owners, and this year, 184 asset owners have answered to the survey, 
And uh, so it's not the exact same population year on year, right? There is some a bit, a bit of evolution. And for us, what it was important is to strike uh, a better uh, balance between the different regions and different size of asset owner to get the best representation. Uh, and you could argue that 184 um, uh, panel is, is a significant panel, right? So I think um, what was uh, interesting in this edition is that the, the, the share of uh, um, asset owners from Asia and Pacific has increased uh, significantly. So maybe that explains also a kind of enthusiasm for, uh, you know, addressing all these topics. But I think what happens also is that, and we see that uh, as, you know, in my company as a service provider is that there is a lot of traction on these uh, topics in APAC at the moment. Uh, you can feel that it was a bit uh, shy or lagging behind for, for, for the previous years, but we can definitely see that, uh, the agenda is really, a uh, sustainable agenda is really high for asset owners in, in Asia at the moment. And, and it's across uh, the, the spectrum, I would say. They, they, we can see that social themes, climate uh, risks uh, are, uh, are the themes that they really try to, to, to address. Okay, so that process is developing in the APAC countries. Are there other regional differences in other parts of the world that are noteworthy and maybe there are emerging trends as well that you haven't seen in the, with the same momentum in the past? Yeah, so uh, a few things that, that I may comment on. The, f the first one is, um, so we see um, social theme emerging, right? Cl and, and another result was that climate carbon was less of an issue uh, compared to to the previous year and i would and i would potentially uh, um, say that this is because it's more and more the new normal in the uh, asset owner agenda especially in europe so we see a drastic change in terms of uh, uh, issues that are a priority focus area for for european investors and climate for example has has dropped down quite significantly uh, over the last year. So it doesn't mean it's not uh, a priority anymore. I think what it means is that because the regulation starts to kick in, uh, they had to work uh, a lot to get at the right level, but now they are ready uh, for, uh, um, for the complying with the uh, current uh, regulatory environment, uh, especially in Europe. So that, that would be one, one uh, regional um, trend. Another one that uh, was interesting to, to, to mention, and I'm trying to get to it as I speak. So when it comes to, for example, um, the question that was asked to, to, to asset owners, how sustainable investment regulation might be helpful? So really looking at the regulatory aspects. Here, it was really interesting to see that the APAC really showed a lot of interest in improving the quality and consistency of corporate reporting and disclosures, uh, and also um, looking at um, improving investors' disclosure to the market uh, around sustainable investment strategies and sustainable investment outcomes. So for me, it also uh, reflects the, the, the necessity or the requirement for uh, uh, having more reference points, more standards in the industry, so that 
the, when when the there is more clarity in how to operate, then uh, investors can can have a clear agenda and a clear uh, call to action. Uh, so that was particularly interesting in um, in in the APAC. So uh, yeah, so maybe that's that would be the, the my main two elements. Now maybe a third one, if I may. So about sustainable investment implementation and evaluation. So we really did a kind of uh, aggregation per region. And here it's it's interesting to see that uh, a very in, in, interesting increase over time, right? From if you look at the five last years. Um, the impl- level of implementation was 53% in 2018, and it's now 88%. So this really demonstrates how asset owners have are serious about implementing the uh, sustainable agenda. Now, if you look at the regional evolution, what's really interesting is the America's trend. It was only 40% that, uh, back in 2018, and it's now 77%, so almost double. Um, so it's, it really shows that there is a lot of traction in, in this market, in the U.S., and they are very serious about implementing a, a sustainable strategy uh, in, in their activity. Um, so I think that that really also is, a, is an interesting um, U.S. Uh, trend because it's, it's even more, we always refer as European, to be, uh, European markets to be the, the kind of uh, historically the most advanced ones. And you, you can see that in this uh, very uh, question, because the level of engagement was 72% uh, five years ago, and it's now uh, 89. So it's, it's a lot, but the trend is not as fast as in the U.S. Yes, you know, uh, of course, the SEC has promulgated some rules regarding uh, climate reporting and carbon reporting that are start to starting to go into effect next year, as are many of the new regulatory guidelines uh, for the UK and the EU over the next couple of years. All of them will be uh, focusing a lot more on uh, that reporting requirements that they that they are putting together that companies will have to follow. And of course, uh, in, in asset managers and owners are all learning a new vocabulary and a new language really for making sure that they um, that they adhere to these reporting guidelines depending on where they're doing business and of course as uh, as uh, as uh, all of our uh, viewers have heard more than once from you and other folks at uh, at FTSE Russell this is a um, you know, this is a global trend, and it's also moving with a lot of momentum uh, beyond the developed markets. Uh, so as you're saying, the results of this year's survey really indicate that. Now, do you have... I can, I can, Go ahead, I can also add to that. I totally agree. And so it's, it's, it's really interesting to see that there is a lot of regulatory uh, dynamic at the moment in many different uh, markets. Um, I think this is good, but we might have to to also um, make sure that we are all talking the same language at some point. Uh, one risk I see from from all these recent developments is that um, there might be some discrepancies between the different taxonomies and different um, uh, regulatory environments, and a lot of these uh, asset owners have uh, global. Uh, reach in their investments, and it would be uh, the last thing we would want is is the regulatory to become a, 
a barrier because there are so many different uh, market um, or regional specificities that it, you have to adapt to each of them. So this is, this is an interest. I think that, you know, it's as the market matures, um, it's, it's an, a trend that we can anticipate, right? I mean, everybody's trying to be uh, developing their own uh, species of, of uh, and their own uh, color of the regulation. But at some point, I think that there should have a, a common basis uh, at least to start or, or uh, to, to make sure that we are talking the, the same language. Yes, I agree with you. I'm t tomorrow, in fact, in, uh, in New York, I am moderating a panel at the Responsible Investor USA uh, conference for this year. And that's what the, my panel will be discussing. We have experts from across the industry and different parts of, of the world who are going to be focusing on what are, what about these regulatory regimes and how are we all going to find common ground ultimately that we can be reporting on because of course we also know that when corporations do business in different parts of the world they are obligated to adhere to the regulatory regimes in the markets where they are doing business wherever those are so uh, this is I, I couldn't agree with you more this is that there's a long way to go in terms of getting the regulatory focus in a dynamic way uh, applicable to all markets and it, it may also be true that there will always be differences so uh, we'll be coming back to that well maybe we'll bring you back onto the, the the podcast program in the future to have another discussion about this um, but for now uh, where, Sylvain where online can our listeners go to find more information about the FTSE Russell 2022 investor survey and how can they get in touch with you regarding the topics that we've discussed in today's episode? Yes, sure. So I think first, the, this is this survey is made publicly available on our website, so you can go and, and download it. And it's a it's a very interesting source of uh, insight on on the market trends. So I would encourage you know all the stakeholders to to look at it. Um, and also, and again, what's really interesting is that there, there is a, a kind of tracking of the evolution uh, element to it, which, which is making it extremely powerful to understand, uh, you know, how asset owners are, are shaping the market. And what's interesting also is that, you know, asset owners has always been uh, ahead of the curve in terms of, uh, you know, integrating uh, ESG and more recently climate risks uh, in, in their uh, agenda. And uh, yeah, and and so it's it's I think uh, the way we also contribute to, as a stakeholder in in this uh, whole sustainability ecosystem to 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 try to better understand what's going on, uh, how to better uh, service our clients, be it uh, asset owners or asset managers. But again, this this is really interesting, and and of course, um, I mean. You know, FTSE Russell, we have a, um, a number of resources dedicated to uh, uh, sustainability. So both on the research side and on the product side. And, and the, our team is more than 60 people and a lot of expertise there. So uh, we are more than happy to go further in the discussion and have deep dives on certain parts of this uh, uh, results. That's great, Sylvain. And we will attach the report. Um, this year, the investor survey to this program in the Bright Talk channel so that our listeners can access it there as well. So thank you very much for that. 
So, yes. and so thanks again, Sylvain Chateau, Global Head of Sustainable Investment Product Management at the London Stock Exchange Group. And to our sponsor, the Series Accelerator for Sustainable Capital Markets. The Series Accelerator is a center of excellence within Series that aims to transform the practices and policies that govern capital markets to reduce the worst financial impacts of the climate crisis. For more information, go to series.org slash accelerator. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash accelerator. And to our listeners, join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thanks again, Sylvain, for your time today. Thank you, Paul. Have a nice day. 